Hello and welcome to episode 4 of Ask Aussie. In today's podcast I'll be sharing the truth behind getting arrested, drugs and alcohol. So I'm pretty much exposing myself in today's podcast but the reason why I'm doing this is so I can help someone who is currently going through something similar, who is constantly taking drugs to try and escape trauma um, and just sharing my story and how I got out of that. So let's just get started. So it all started when I was 20 years old. I started smoking. I never used to smoke. Um, I find a lot of smokers start at a younger, much younger age. But yeah, I started at 20. From smoking, it led to weed. started smoking weed. And I enjoyed that high feeling. It was just something casual every now and then. Then this is when everything changed. So when I hit 23 years old, I fell pregnant for the very first time. And I went ahead with an abortion. So this is something that definitely traumatized me as a young adult and I very much so regretted doing it instantly so as soon as I woke up I just knew I made the biggest mistake of my life and I was hysterical it is the worst feeling in the world just I remember waking up in a room with all these other women and we were on these weird chairs where our legs were sort of like up like we were like lent back or something I don't fully remember but I just remember seeing all these ladies around me who like were passed out and I was one of the first to wake up and then I just remember seeing all this blood sorry about the TMI but yeah and I I knew it just it didn't feel right I had the emptiest feeling in my heart I just felt like I was hollow. I felt heartless and really lonely. I felt so alone. So I think that really, really impacted me and traumatized me, which led me to start taking drugs. So um, I was with a group of people and they're like, oh, just try it. And then I really enjoyed how cocaine made me feel. It made me feel happy. It made me forget about the pain. But at the same time, it made me feel closer to my baby. Which is really weird because I started seeing a little boy in my house. Um, It sort of freaked me out, but at the same time, I enjoyed it. If that makes sense. So... Yeah, so that's when my drug addiction, uh, my drug addiction started. So it became uh, a weekly thing. I was pretty much partying and clubbing every week. Sometimes I'd start on a Thursday or a Friday and finish up on a Monday. So that was a crazy time in my life. Um, then 
what happened after that yep we've been partying and clubbing till one day i was at the cross king's cross in sydney i was out for a girlfriend's birthday and i was intoxicated as well i was on everything you can imagine and there was a girl that approached my partner hugged him from behind and gave me the biggest smirk had her chin on his shoulder and I just lost my shit I went crazy and then I grabbed the glass I was holding oh first hubby pushed me away and you know he was trying to get me out of the club he's seen how upset I was I was really angry like I looked like I was going to eat her. Like I was, I wanted to grab her so bad, but he was pushing me away. And then I just acted like, you know, I've forgotten about it. But when he turned around to grab another drink, I went up to her and I grabbed my glass and I was that close to her and I smashed it on her face. So, yes, that's not something I'm proud of. And honestly, if she had died... I wouldn't be here today recording this podcast. My life would be so different and I'm just so grateful nothing serious like that happened to her. Um, I know she was in a lot of pain and she had a broken nose. So I found that out a few months after when I got a knock on my door with 12 coppers and I got arrested so that was a crazy time as well and it was just Jason and I at home so my hubby and I at home at the time he was just my boyfriend and yeah he sorry I just got like a bit of a blank um yeah so there's 12 coppers they came in they read me my rights and I was literally in my underwear and a long t-shirt I remember and then you know they said I had to come with them and I said yeah well I need to I'm like can I brush my teeth (laughs) because it was early in the morning and I was being a smart ass because I didn't like how they were so aggressive and yeah I had a bit of attitude back then too so yeah, I wanted to go in the bathroom and then the female officers told me that she had to come into the bathroom with me because just in case I wanted to harm myself and I was like, okay, come in. So I just took my time, brushed my teeth, got dressed and then they escorted me out into a cop car and they chucked me at the back. So that was an experience. I was a I was like a dog in the back seat like when I say back seat it's not the back seat where you have a seat belt it's like right at the back where they just chuck you in and you're literally sitting there on plastic like there's nothing else around you there's no seat belt there's nothing so anyways they did say oh we're not gonna handcuff you as long as you cooperate with us and I was like yes I'm gonna cooperate so I get to the station and you know there's little butterfly clips um, you can get them from like hair house warehouse for a dollar and I had a pink one in my hair I remember and then 
before they locked me in this little cube with plastic doors. Um, they go, you need to remove your, your, your clip. And I was like, okay, why? Like, you know, I was just curious, like, why do you want my clip? And they said, because you could harm yourself with your clip. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not going to harm myself. But anyways, have my clip. So I sat there for pretty much four hours. And I remember one of the officers made a joke. He was like, oh my God, look at her. She looks like Nicki Minaj. And like, they started laughing. And then I thought to myself, wow, (laughs) like you guys are really joking around like that right now. But obviously when this all went down, I didn't think I'd get arrested. And at the time I didn't really think I hurt her that much because I literally did it and then turned around and just walked out of the club freely. But yeah, I guess... They found me and the reason why they found me was because prior to going into the club, you scan your license and they seen surveillance. I pretty much stood out like dog's balls. I had bright red hair. I had a white dress on and you couldn't miss me. So yeah, when they came in the house, they also wanted, oh, sorry, I'm backtracking here, but they wanted my mobile phone and they also wanted the white dress I was wearing on the night and they said if I didn't cooperate they would flip my house inside out just to look for those two items and I said nah here here's my dress and here's my phone take it so I mean I had nothing to hide (laughs) so yeah anyways so they pull me out of this cube and then they start interrogating me they record it and then all I say is no comment they're asking me what were you doing he, why did you attack so-and-so, etc. And all I kept saying was no comment. Now, I knew that you didn't have to say anything without a lawyer present. So I just, I don't know. I was really shocked by everything. Um, but I knew my rights. So they couldn't do anything. They were getting really frustrated with me. But yeah, I wanted to explain my story correctly and not feel intimidated to an actual lawyer before telling them the truth as well. Um, I also requested to to make a phone call to my sister um, because at the time she was studying law, but they said that I wasn't allowed to call her because she was there on, on the same night. So I didn't end up calling anyone. But yeah, that was it. So I had courts on and off. My court case kept getting adjourned, I think about three times. But eventually they gave me a one-year good behavior bond. I was arrested for grievous bodily harm. And thank goodness nothing else happened to her. It wasn't murder or anything like that. So... Um, yeah, and also I was banned from every bar and nightclub for a whole year. And yeah, the good behavior bond. So that was my sentence. I had to pay like a thousand dollars, a thousand dollar fine. 
and yeah my solicitor fees so yeah it was quite crazy so from then I had a criminal record um, you have a criminal record for 10 years and yeah it really affected me because I decided after that after getting arrested and being banned from every club I was like I need to change my life I have to do something different I can't keep doing this I need to move on and be the better be a, the best version of myself and by this time I was already 25 years old so I had two options I always loved makeup and so I thought you know I'll try I'll study to become a makeup artist or a counsellor I've always wanted to help others who are going through something I've always been really I've always shown a lot of empathy towards people and I love hearing people's stories and genuinely giving people advice so I thought oh this would be so good for me I've got so much interest in this the only thing is I wasn't really too keen on the theory side of it but when I applied for it it said you cannot have a criminal record to be a counsellor so I thought okay well there goes 10 years I can't like there's no point of me studying if I can't become a counsellor at the end of it so I decided to go the makeup route so I studied makeup and from there so the reason why I brought up smoking earlier on is because I wanted to share my story on how and why I quit smoking so the reason why I wanted to quit smoking is because I wanted to start doing makeup and I didn't want my fingers smelling like stale cigarettes I just thought it was really unprofessional and I wanted to clean my skin up as well I had really bad acne I just didn't look healthy so I quit cold turkey and I'm so proud of myself my mind was very strong and I knew what I wanted and I think something like that had to impact me for me to make changes in my life and my bad habits so that's one of the reasons why I quit smoking and changed my life also um, this is another thing that really helped me and I was waking up anxious so from after getting arrested I found I was still waking up with my heart pounding and it's not that feeling it's sort of like that feeling where you're scat so after taking drugs you just feel like you're on a real low and it felt I felt like that every day every morning I'd wake up my heart was pounding but I felt really low and really sad and I knew I needed help so I went to my local psychologist and told her everything, told her about how everything just went down, why I started taking drugs and I just needed help. I was waking up anxious and one thing I'll never forget her saying was, if you don't stop, you will need medication because the next step is you 
being mentally not there and needing medication to help you and that scared the shit out of me so oh my god I've just blocked out a really important point so let me just get into that first and then I'll continue so I don't even know when this happened during everything during the timeline but I was having a full bender full crazy weekend and it was time for my hair appointment so at the time I was getting hair extensions put in the tape ones so I had an appointment went in and she started taking the tapes out so she can redo it and then I was literally tripping out sitting on the chair I was paranoid I thought that everyone in that salon was trying to kill me like plotting to kill me and then I thought my hubby was trying to kill me too so I was tripping out so bad and then while I was sitting there I remember pulling out a cigarette lighting it up in the salon and then the girl that was doing my hair she was so nice she was like babe you can't smoke in here and I was like oh my god and I was like fuck I'm tripping so she literally took the extensions out and I said to her I'm so sorry I gotta go I was shaking I was I was scared because they were all staring at me and when you're tripping out you'll know this if you've taken drugs especially coke and everything else pills mdma you know you you start tripping you start hallucinate like you think like people are staring at you but you just see like an evil look in their face and then you just start to trip out and i had to get out of there i didn't even tell jason so i left and i called my dad and i told him i didn't feel safe And I said, please come and pick me up. And I didn't even tell Jason where I was. And I recently found out that Jason went to the salon and was looking for me. And he was searching for me in the streets. And then, yeah, my dad picked me up. Went back home to Sydney. And one thing I love about my parents is that no matter what I've gone through in my life, they've always supported me. So, like, even with abortion, like, mom and dad, they really wanted me to have the baby. And they were so disappointed that I had the abortion. But at the same time, they never disowned me. They always would support me and help me through it. Also, um, yeah, so when I was on drugs, mom and dad, they full came sorry not when I was drugs well when I was tripping from the drugs they came picked me up and you know I remember I remember sitting in the front seat rocking back and forth back and forth and just talking to my dad and just saying like how unsafe I feel and I just I don't even remember honestly it's such a big blur but I just remember him just saying okay relax He was telling me to calm down and just listening to me. He was just listening to me and my dad goes to me, um, no matter where you are in the world. Gosh, I always cry when it comes to my dad, but he goes, no matter where you are in the world, I'll come and pick you up. 
And yeah. Like, I just look back at it now. I'm like, I was such a disappointment. But they were always there for me. And um, I remember we were going to... We were on the way to Penrith Plaza to pick up my sister from work. And before they went to get my sister, I stayed in the car. My dad goes to me, don't act like this in front of your sister. And he didn't want my sister seeing me like that, in that state. So I had to, like, just keep it cool. And, (laughs) yeah, so, yeah, from there, uh, that's it. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, so I'm going to go back now to when I seen the psychologist. Yeah, so she told me the next step for you is being on medication to help you because you will no longer have your mind. You will no longer fully be there. So she said you have to quit. And she said that anxious feeling you're getting in the morning, she's like, talk to me about the food you eat and the drinks you drink and I said well I still drink alcohol I have vodka red bull and um, to get me through the day at work I'll have a v uh, coffee just anything to lift me up and she said well that's one of your major problems right there and she says you need to stop the caffeine the caffeine and the energy drinks she goes they are no good for you at all and I found I was drinking these energy drinks just to get me through the day so I wasn't even eating breakfast it was literally a v and a cigarette and to all my friends who have only recently met me they will probably be like ew what the hell Ozzy and I have explained this to one of my girlfriends and she was like I would not be friends with you if you were like that still and that just hit home for me because it made me realize wow like I was not a good person well I was a good person but I I just made the wrong decisions and a part of me I I don't regret any of my bad decisions because I think without them like the taking the drugs and all of that I don't regret it because without that I I don't think I'd be the person I am today to be honest I'd probably still be taking drugs you know if I never got arrested and honestly I think everything happens for a reason um so yeah that's the backstory on that um that's how I quit and that's how I changed my life and when I became a makeup artist I met so many beautiful people who have become my best of friends till this day and I am so happy that I've met them and I can honestly say some of my friends are the most successful people ever and I'm just so proud to be part of their lives but also I am so grateful for my family, for my mum, my dad, my sister for supporting me throughout everything 
and for not judging me and for accepting me for who I am and just helping me through it all. So I think having a really good support system makes you strong and help you get distracted. I remember my sister saying, come on, let's go get your hair done. And we went and got my hair done and she helped me forget about my embarrassing trip because I remember two days after I was so embarrassed with my actions but she always made me feel grounded and my sister I'm talking about um yeah so anyways that's the truth behind it all I really hope that this podcast can help someone out there who has gone something who's gone who's gone through something similar um i don't know if you find yourself still taking drugs or you don't feel good about it maybe reanalyze your life and figure out why you do it because there has to be a reason and if you're doing it just to fit in you need to change your life but either way you have to change your life you can't do this like you could die there's so many consequences you could make a mistake and kill someone by accident and not realize for instance like myself like I could have killed her and that would have changed my life forever so do it for yourself though you know you have to want to do it and yeah all I needed was that one one appointment with a psychologist and I really wish I remembered her name but she changed my life completely she opened my eyes to certain things that I would have just looked past and here I am today a happy and healthier version of myself so I'm gonna end the podcast here I don't even know how long this has been but I feel like it has been a long one and we will end it with the quote of the day So the quote of today is, Today I refuse to stress myself out about things I cannot control or change. So that's it. Bye for now.